I, I am out of breath, but I am not out of thoughts. Oregon wins 38-30. Full reaction, here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time for a reaction episode of Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view post-thrilling victory, just the way we drew it up in Lubbock. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day and your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please, and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show, which is today, tonight, is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. Oh my gosh, you guys, and any girls out there. Um, I had to call a friend after. So we got back from the Southern Utah BYU game that I was doing on the radio. And I'm watching the game in the parking lot. And my brother and I have long had this tradition that when the game is going well, you don't move where you're watching the game. So I was watching in the parking lot going back to my car and things were starting to go well. We'd taken the lead with the Camden Lewis field goal. And so I'm sitting there going, well, wait a second. I can't go home. I have to stay here. So I stay in the parking lot. I watch the game. Oh my gosh. So many, so many thoughts. But Oregon wins 38 to 30. Thankfully, mercifully, we get to exhale after the win. But I had to call a buddy on the way home because I had to just get everything out that I can't say on here. Mostly just the bad words. You know, the feeling of frustration of, oh my goodness, and then we go off on a tirade. That's how I'm feeling right now. That's how many of you are feeling right now. Look, this was not a well-played football game from Oregon in any way, shape, or form. They made key plays in key moments. They weren't good on third down over the course of the game or fourth down, but they got a fourth down stop, which led to points. And they weren't great defensively all game. They had their moments, but then they got the pick six at the end of the game. I got to toot my own horn just a touch here because on Friday's show yesterday, I compared this matchup to Washington State. Smaller stadium, good team, not great, up and down quarterback, going to be a tough environment. The game played out the exact same way. We played a brand of football for three and a half quarters, maybe more than that, honestly, that is not going to get us where we would like to go in 2023. However, we ended up winning the game with a game-clinching pick six. My man, Jeff Bossa, who we've talked about a lot this offseason, I... I I thought he had a good game overall, but boy, did he make the play that mattered the most. And in this game, you know, Jeffrey Bossa led the team with nine tackles, the pick six, a TFL. Um, A lot of people were up and down in this game, Uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. There was a lot of push and pull, give and take and such. Oregon allows 456 yards of offense. That's not where we'd like it to be. But let's focus on the positive here because Oregon won. They found a way to win this football game. It's early in the year. This was their first real test. We're getting an idea after this game of what the Ducks can be. And we had some real positive indicators there. Most notably that we aren't incapable 
of winning close games, which is how it felt after the end of last season. I mean, we kind of forgot the Holiday Bowl because we're focused on the rivalry games, but that was a gutty, gritty, just gutsy and gritty effort from the Ducks, from Dan Lanning. They made plays when they needed to. Bo Nix was fantastic. No surprise there. Uh, Aside from that ball that was almost picked off in the end zone, that was almost a disaster because, I don't know, that that was just a bad decision from Bo overall. The defense turned over Tyler Shuck four times. That felt really good. That felt really good because we saw him at Oregon a couple years ago, and he had tendencies to turn the ball over from time to time. And if life was comfortable for him all day, and if we didn't force any turnovers, it would have been disappointing. But guess what? That defense, led by the defensive line, they came up with some big plays and big moments. They had sacks in this game. I I, I really liked a lot of the things. Not all of the things. Definitely not all of the things. I liked a lot of things that I saw defensively for the Ducks. Jamal Hill played well. Jeff Bossa played well. I thought Devin Jackson made a couple good plays. The secondary was inconsistent, but that that, that defensive line, they had four sacks in the game. And, And I talked last week that, hey, Wyoming had three sacks of Tyler Shuck. So I would like to see us at least get that. If we have four to five, I'll feel good about our chances. We have four sacks. We end up winning the game. That doesn't count the pressures that Oregon had as well. You know, they definitely had some lapses defensively, but overall, they came up big when they needed to. And Oregon is sitting here at 2-0. and They'll remain inside the top 15 going into uh, next week in the AP poll. Their college football playoff hopes were still alive, which I thought were on the line going into this game because you're not going unbeaten in Pac-12 play, special if we play like that, my goodness. You're not going unbeaten in Pac-12 play, but I don't think that's going to happen anyway because the Pac-12, I don't know if you guys noticed, by the way, the Pac-12 is stacked. I I mean, it is stacked to the extreme. Arizona almost beat Mississippi State, took them to overtime. Like There are so many good teams in the Pac-12. Washington State took care of Wisconsin for a second year in a row. The Beavs are thumping UC Davis right now. That's an FCS school. That's what you'd expect. Uh, Cal's got an early lead on Auburn. Like This is, you know, Utah beat Baylor. Colorado looks good. This is a good conference, and Oregon is going to have to play a better brand of football, but there are things from this game that I want to see continue throughout the course of the season. The speed, First of all, Dan Lanning in the offseason talked about team speed and that he felt that's an area that needed to be addressed. That defense looks so much faster in so many areas. They have sloppiness to clean up because Oregon committed so many penalties. Is making my hair, I just, you know, what little hair I keep up here on this head of mine, I really wanted to pull it out because the Ducks were just shooting themselves in the foot. Get, get a load of this. Who had this on their bingo card going into this game? Oregon will have more penalty yards than rushing yards. 3.6 yards a carry. We had a higher average yards per carry against Georgia last season. Penalties, 14 for 124. Uh, Goodness gracious. Now, Oregon did not turn the ball over in this game. They're plus four in the turnover department. It turns out if you're plus four in turnovers, you're going to win a lot of football games. 
And that is the biggest reason, make no mistake about it, that Oregon won this game. It thwarted two drives that were on Oregon's side of the 50 uh, with with Tyler Shuck turnovers, the fumble forced by Jamal Hill. That was a great play from Hill. I thought he looked great at linebacker tonight. And then the interception from Kyrie Jackson previously. And then to clinch the game, Brandon Dorless, uh, my, my buddy Alex and I were talking. He was the one that I was ranting to. He, he was talking to me about how that move from Dorless to get by the offensive lineman and create the pressure leading to the pick six by my guy Jeff Bossa, that should be on a technique for how to create pressure up the middle. And that's, you know, all season long, I talk, or off season long, I talked about Brandon Dorless. Like, I think he's better suited on the interior than on the edge. And I think that's why you saw so many edge guys. We saw a lot of players play on defense tonight once again. That might just be part of the philosophy for Dan Lanning, Tosh Lupo, and the defensive staff. But I think Dorless is best up the middle. He came through right there. Popo Amavai had a, a sack. Bryce Betcher. Bryce Betcher. Remember the guy who came out of nowhere, the baseball player in the spring game? And I was going, man, that guy looks good. Well, turns out he looks like a pretty good football player. He, he looks like a pretty darn good football player uh, for the Ducks at the linebacking position. So a lot of good things. I, I thought the defensive front really did a nice job. Uh, we, we could not contain the quarterback run. Now, you can look at the rushing yards and say, wow, 5.4 yards a carry, 174 on the ground. Okay, 101 of those yards were to Tyler Shuck. So you had some scrambles. You had some broken plays. So Oregon needs to get better defending that because there will be teams like USC that will run those sorts of concepts with an even more mobile quarterback. But I think overall, in terms of containing the running backs, the Ducks, save for a couple runs, mostly did a really, really good job. So uh, a couple more good things to get to. Got to talk about the uh, the offense because they they did a lot of things right. You'll be doing yourself something right by going to get Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. By the way, I have my hair this short by choice. But if I didn't, I wanted to grow it out more. I would go get Nutrafol, which provides whole body health, a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable, but you can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? Then just go get Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On College, find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men slash men spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on college that's com slash men promo code locked on college oh my goodness that wasn't a second segment sip that was a second segment chug i needed it um i didn't mean to make that go away okay offensively not a good night running the football for the ducks uh just 113 yards on the ground not what they have, well below what they averaged a year ago, 3.6 yards a carry. Bo Nix was actually the team's leading rusher. Uh, that That is not a sustainable formula. The offensive line was excellent, excellent in pass protection tonight. They were equally as bad in the run game. I, I mean, there was nowhere to go for the running backs. Three plays in a row where you need one yard and you couldn't pick it up with three different concepts, that's not okay. I don't care who the opponent is should never take you four tries. You should be able to pick up a yard in two tries, let alone three. So that has to improve. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean it can't. By the way, shout out Poncho, Iapani Lalaulu, the true freshman who was in at right guard all the time tonight when Steven Jones needed a breather. Good for him being on the two deep. So um Bo Nix, man, that guy's good. I he was bodacious 
you could say. 32 of 44, 359 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Troy Franklin and Noah Whittington, six catches apiece. Bucky Irving had seven. Uh, Tez Johnson had an awesome game. That touchdown that he scored, boy, he is a nasty route runner. Nasty. He he is a stupidly fluid athlete. And by the way, Bo Nix with completions to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers. As my brother says after he hits a good golf shot, that'll do, donkey, that'll do. Um, this whole game, by the way, it reminds me of another movie I liked when I was a kid. It's called Open Season. There's this scene where this moose, it's about animals and getting hunted and everything like that. This moose is in a dumpster and he has this, he finds this cup of black coffee and he pours it in his mouth. He goes, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. I don't know how to feel. That's this game. It's good. It's bad. We won, which is great, but it didn't feel great all the time. But then it was good. And now it's exciting because we won the football game. And that's what you're trying to do here. And Oregon's college football playoff hopes remain alive as a result. So I I think the Ducks are uh, happy to escape from this one. A lot to improve upon. The penalty yardage, the penalty yardage, the penalty yardage. My goodness, the penalty yardage. But uh, also... We, we can't have an immediate reaction pod here without talking about my guy Camden Lewis, whose career trajectory continues to be wildly impressive and awesome. He gutted it out after losing his starting job, um, won it back, and man, has he earned our confidence and trust. Big, big kicks in this game. Putting Oregon in front from that angle, like as a right-footed kicker, it's I, I think easier to kick from the other side. I can only say that from my middle school football playing days. That's what I remember. Kicking from that hash mark, never thought it was as easy. Um, maybe he feels differently. I don't know. But I tell you what, those kicks were money. Those kicks were absolutely money. Uh, I love the swinging gate, bringing that back. I'm, I'm totally here for it. Love the advantage that created. Um, Will Stein, his first game as the play caller for the Ducks uh, against the Power 5 school, had good moments, had not as good moments. Uh, but Bo Nix is a really good football player. Like I, I think everybody understands that. And his Heisman candidacy is off to a good start here because that, that is a Bo Nix win for the offense. Um, 32 of 44, 359, two touchdowns, no picks. He, he should have had a pick. That was a poor, poor decision. Trying to play hero ball too much, but uh, he ran it well. Nine carries for 46 yards. He, he spread the ball around. He just, when we were down... And Mark Helfrich talked about this. I need to talk about Mark Helfrich in just a sec. But when we were down, it was either Helfrich or the play-by-play guy, who I thought did a nice job, commented that Bo Nix was just Mr. Cool back there. He kind of was. Calm, cool, collected, make plays, use his legs, make throws. I, I mean, we're, we're lucky to have that guy. I, I love watching him play quarterback. Uh, just a quick note on Helfrich who I thought was better than I'd heard him in the past as a color analyst. He was trying too hard to not appear as an Oregon homer with the way he reacted to certain plays and calls from the officials, from the officials who, by the way, I did not think did a bad job. Oregon did a bad job of not committing penalties. That, that was not at all on, on, on the crew or anything like that. But I, I thought there were times like the late hit on the drive that led to the go ahead field goal. Like he clearly drove, I think it was Noah Whittington out of bounds way after the whistle had blown. And Helfrich was like, ah, I don't know about that. Like, dude, come on. They've been calling it all. They called it against the Ducks several times. So many penalties. My goodness. I think there were five defensive pass interferences. Um, there were at least, 
I can think of three off the top of my head. I think there was one more too. Mace Funa had one. Kyrie Jackson had one. Tysheem Johnson had one. Um, I think there were a couple more. So uh, that, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you you just can't keep shooting yourself in the foot. Like, it was the exact same as the Washington State game from a year ago. We escaped then, but then making those sorts of mistakes cost us against the Bees, right? Dropping a punt. We Here's everything that went wrong for Oregon today. They had 124 penalty yards. They were stopped short on fourth down after they had second and one. They were in field goal range. I was okay with them going for it, but I wouldn't have minded them taking the points. I'm a proponent of taking the points um, on the road, but it was later in the game. So I understand that call. Um, They had a punt blocked, and and they just could not get out of their own way. I mean, it was just penalty after penalty. I mean, even the last drive, right? Shuck has the big run. He slides down at midfield harmlessly. There's a holding penalty that's going to end the game. And then we have a late hit from Kyrie Jackson. Like, dude, come on. We just, that cannot continue over the course of the season. Dan Lanning knows that. The coaches know that. But that was infuriating to watch. I mean, I'm really happy we won this game, as I talked about to begin the show. I'm not happy with how this game played out. Oregon showed glimpses of what their talent can be on paper, you know, of the talent that we saw on paper, but holy smokes, just so drops and jitters and and the offensive line, that chemistry was there for pass protection, but boy, it did not run as seamlessly as it did at times a year ago with Forsyth at center. So I thought there'd be a learning curve for the offensive line with, you know, all the new guys in there. I know there's experience and talent, but that exact unit, new center, new left tackle. Connerly had three false starts. They had uh, j- they had a number of, of moments in the running game where it was just never even close to creating a hole. And um, I think they can improve tremendously because Oregon cannot. Bo Nix is really, really good. I, I mean, man, I feel so good with him back there. I, I almost didn't like that we ran it on third down before we kick the go-ahead field goal? Because I would have liked to give Bo Nix, at the very least, an RPO, give him a chance to make a play. Now, on the flip side of things, he almost threw an interception in the end zone, and it all worked out in the end. So I get that. But when Bo is locked in in the zone, man, is he is he a good football player? And the way he uses the running backs and the tight ends, you had two tight ends, and let's see, one, two, three, four, five receivers and and three running backs catch uh, catch passes or one two three four receivers three running backs and two tight ends catch passes. We thought Oregon had weapons. They they definitely did. And Bo Nix spread the wealth around in this game. Gosh, I'm so glad we won. Um, I'm finally like winding down now. Like it's been ah oh, man, it's been a day. I was watching this on my phone on the bus back from BYU to Cedar City and. Uh, I have so much adrenaline. I'm not going to bed for quite a while. So if you want to uh, join the subtext community and message me right away and get priority mailbag questions, you can do that. Uh, link is in the description below, whether, whether you're listening to or watching the show right now. That's a new thing that we're rolling out. Free 14-day trial, $5 after uh, per month. That's it. But if you don't want to do that, guess what? You can consume the show the same way you always have and ask mailbag questions as you always have. Uh, curious as to all your guys' thoughts. Like, Twitter DMs, YouTube comments, like we're going to have all next week uh, to to continue reacting to this. Just, uh, it's a heart racer. It was a heart 
racer. So can buying tickets for an event, but with game time, it's a lot less stressful because buying tickets is not stressful with game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can also get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an amount or create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Man, I had to take a second there. Just collect my thoughts. Okay, a couple good things to end on here. Um, the depth of Oregon's playmakers is so pronounced. Patrick Herbert looked great. T. Ferg, after an early drop, responded at a big catch and run uh, down the sideline there in that game. No surprise uh, with the 30-yard catch and run there. So I, I love Oregon's weapons. There are so many options. Troy Franklin's a beast. Um, I remember watching that long touchdown early in the game when it looked like we were, oh, we're going to be in control this game. Eh, yeah, no, we're not going to score a touchdown for, uh, until what, the fourth quarter? I don't think we scored. Pretty sure that's right. Uh, yeah, we didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter after the first. So a little bit of a gap there, but we came up when it counted and they are, uh, they, they, they are looking at an offensive repertoire here offensively um it, it's an embarrassment of riches I, I mean franklin when he when he had that long touchdown he beat the corner i looked at it i was like that was the easiest 72 yard touchdown in the history of easy 72 yard touchdowns like that was just one-on-one i'm an nfl player you are not and i'm beating you up the field and bo nicks dropped a dime that was a beautiful throw uh tez johnson looked great i, I mean he is just a really good athlete bo's how cool was that moment First of all, third and goal from like the 13-yard line, I, I think it was. And Tez Johnson has a uh, a 13-yard a 13-yard touchdown. Yeah, and then Bo Nix goes over and gives him the little brother kind of noogie on the helmet. Like that that was that was great, great stuff. And, and gosh, I got to talk about that guy Bo Nix again because he is he looked every bit the player that we saw last year, that we expected him to be, and that we needed him to be that 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 was Bo Nix at his best right there aside from the one throw uh, I thought he was outstanding I mean he did he counted for uh, over 400 yards of total offense uh, which they say is pretty good two touchdowns no turnovers thanks to that deflection so um, I, I I liked what I saw offensively defensively by the way I thought the defensive rotations would shore up a little bit especially along the defensive line there are a lot of young guys seeing time. Uh, Jaleel Florence is one of the top two corners. I love seeing that. I thought Florence had a great game. Um, I, I'll wait to see the PFF grade to see if I missed anything. But every time I saw him in coverage, they weren't throwing his way. And he was one of the first two corners out there with Kyrie Jackson. Uh, we saw Triquez Bridges. Uh, Dante Manning didn't play a, a ton, I don't think. But he, he was definitely out there. Um but I mean, we saw a little bit of everybody. I mean, Steve Stevens and Brian Addis, Brian Addison. Um, there, there were just a lot of dudes out there making plays for for the Ducks, and there were a lot of young players. Blake Purchase was out there. Tatum Tuioti was out there. He's been one of the fall camp standouts, and he w- was on the field regularly. So the depth on the defensive tackle position is pronounced. I, I mean, Casey Rogers and, and Dorless was a beast. Popo Amavai looks 
Amavai looks great, and that's huge for the Ducks. He had a sack, had a number of other really good moments. Dorless is a beast. Birch was good. Mateo Uyunglele had his first career sack as a Duck. It got nullified because of a penalty on Texas Tech, but we all saw it happen. And he converged on Tyler Shuck with Jordan Birch. And didn't that feel nice? Because who have we talked about? as the big upgrades for Oregon on the defensive line this offseason. Jordan Birch, Mateo Uyunglele. Guess what? <laughs> Those two played a lot. Mace Funa, by the way, is now playing sparingly along the defensive line and at the edge spot and is playing as a second-level linebacker again. He played that earlier in his career, so it's not foreign to him. He just looks so big. Like, there was a point where he was out wide defending a screen pass, like a cornerback or something, and I was like, whoa, like, okay. So I think they've moved him out there, and that's opened up a spot at the edge for Tatum Tuioti and Blake Purchase and Mateo and Jordan Birch. And, uh, I mean, the defensive line looked deep. They, they looked they looked good. Taki Taimani had a good game. They, they, they looked good. Um, really just allowed the one long run to, uh, to Taj Brooks, but um, they, they got to be able to stop the quarterback run, got to be able to stop the option play, everything like that. But, uh, boy, I thought that defensive line, that was encouraging. That was, for all the things the defense did wrong tonight, which were many, and we'll talk about throughout the week, there were a lot of things that they did right, including making the game clinching play. I mean, Jeff Bossa and Jamal Hill, That's those are two, two turnovers, impact plays, one org in the game, needed both of them, and they come from a position group where we're asking going into the year, are we going to get playmakers at that position more than we had a season ago? Well, early returns, really, really good. I think Jamal Hill's a beast. I think Boss is a much better version of himself. He's still got the speed, but I don't think he's getting laid out in run situations. He had a couple really nice tackles. Uh, I mean, he had a lot of nice tackles. He had eight solo tackles in this game, a TFL, the pick six. Uh, I, I thought that was outstanding. Uh, the back end is where the questions are. The secondary made some mistakes. We'll talk about that more on, on Monday. We're ending on a high note here. Um, offensive weapons, defensive line, Camden Lewis. Um, by the way, it ended up being a big return, but Oregon's got a punter here. O- Oregon had a booming punt, the likes of which we just haven't seen, and, and that helps a defense tremendously. We saw both Ross James and Luke Dunn. Uh, Dunn was able to put it inside the 20. Ross James had the 63-yard behemoth. So they did have one blocked. Can't have that. But overall, defense and special teams gets a passing grade. Definitely not an A, but a passing grade for tonight. The offense, 38 points. I thought the game would be 34-23. I was about right with Oregon's score. I thought we'd allow one last touchdown. Would have felt better if that had been the case. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know what we care about? We won. 2-0 and going into Hawaii next week, which should be a break. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, go Ducks.